2: These tools are available absolutely free through the tireless efforts of Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice on the website at whyagain.org. If you go to that website and click on the two words that say Start Here in the upper left-hand corner, it'll take you to a page where you can download and read Chapter 24 of Dr. Michael Rice's book. His book is titled Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, and that chapter of the book You can also download the actual worksheet process itself. It's a simple PDF file. Click the link, download it, print it off, copy it as often as you'd like, and use it over and over again, absolutely free. You can also go to your app store and type in the three words, Heartland Aramaic Forgiveness. And if you do that, before you're done typing the word forgiveness, you'll see the glowing heart icon. And... If you tap on that, it will let you download a completely free and private app that contains the Reality Management Worksheet, an abbreviated version of that worksheet process, and a copy of the Dragon Klingon game, which is a wonderful way to introduce these tools to even younger audiences. And we help people do all of that soon and often, primarily because it tends to improve the quality of people's lives the more they actively apply these tools in their lives. And secondarily, because... It also tends to prompt comments questions answers and testimonials and if you have any of those to share with us we would appreciate if you do that you can either give us a call at 563-999-3581 and press 1 on your phone which will put the little icon of a hand by your phone number and let me turn on your microphone and announce you by your area code Or you can send us an email. You can email me at tjh at mindshifters-academy.org or you can email Jeannie at jeanie at Yagain.org. That's W-H-Y-A-G-A-I-N dot O-R-G. And we greatly appreciate when people choose to do that because it makes it far easier for us to live into our intention with this work. The intention we have with this work is to be of service. And if you call that number and press 1 or send us an email, you can let us know how we can be of service to you. Um, We had our support group last night, and um, in that group we had a little... The benefit of uh, a pre-publishing uh, review of the interview I got to do yesterday with a pre-edited, unedited version of the interview I did with Laura McGowan about her second book, Push Off From Here. And with luck, that interview will get published in the On Your Mind podcast next Wednesday, if not soon after that. And... um When that happens, you can find it at theonyourmindpodcast.org. There are over 120, I forget how many, but over 120 interviews that have been done and posted through that website uh, over the past few years. And it's another, what I consider to be a good resource for people who want to explore how do we help people who are going through mental health challenges without simply throwing medications at them? And uh, I haven't talked about that in a while because there's been rather a challenge to get uh, new interviews scheduled and and uploaded, but uh, that seems to be turning around. So, again, that resource is available free at on your mind podcast or the on your org, and um, or you can find it through journeysdream.org but you have to click on get help and then it's somewhere hidden in one of those um, in one of those menus but you can get it directly at the the on your And I, I I did this more in the past. I haven't really gotten a lot of um, you know, a- active suggestions, but I will say that if you have a favorite book, whether it's psychological or spiritual or self-help in one way or another, or a favorite podcast that you like to listen to, um, please mention it, either call in, Tell me voice-to-voice over the phone or mention it in um, an email, tjh at mindshifters-academy.org. And I will be happy to look into that and see if whoever is hosting that or creating that podcast or book or lecture series would be willing to be interviewed. And... take it from there so again we're here today plenty of time for comments questions answers testimonials 563-999-3581 let us know what's on your mind and if nobody raises a hand I will take a look at some more essays from the uh, christian sundberg book titled a walk in the physical and the one i wanted to start with today is with with reminding people that what we read yesterday is talking about how the energy of love that you can tap into within yourself and extend to others is the most real thing in this existence Everything else that seems so solid and physical, it was birthed in time and it will end in time. It will disappear. It will not be here, you know, a thousand years from now. And yet your essence, your consciousness will. That's the core of this teaching. Essay number eight is titled, You Are Dreaming. And it says, right now, You are dreaming. You're having an experience in an apparently physical reality. You are receiving sensory data, sight, sound, touch, taste, and smell, from an environment that seems external. Your thoughts and feelings seem private, and you appear to be separate from those around you. While that's all a very real experience, it may be helpful to understand that it is also a fantastic illusion. You signed up for the illusion. Choice to come here and have this experience. Not you, the conscious, logical person with a name and an identity in the physical world today, but your essence, your soul, your spirit, your consciousness, decided to come here and have this experience, to live in this reality for a time with all of its rules and constraints. The thing is, you probably don't remember making that choice. You don't remember because that's part of the deal when you come here. You accept a kind of amnesia. It may sound all too convenient to explain away such incredible statements with amnesia, but amnesia is a requirement because this experience would be nearly impossible without it. In fact, this experience is about operating within some staggering constraints including even and especially the constraint of not remembering all of what you really are and as i read that i think about this thing that you know kind of a distillation of teachings from a variety of different teachers that i came up with a while ago a number of years ago now and that is that in order to be able to learn anything new i must be actively in the observation two different observations one of them is i can observe directly in the moment that i don't know everything this is an easy enough observation because i don't know how my cell phone works and i don't know everything there is to know about astrophysics or gardening i you know after 49 years of doing therapy, I know something about therapy, but I don't know everything about therapy. On a regular basis, people say to me, hey, have you read this book? Do you know about this therapy? And I say, no, I haven't encountered that. So one very clear, direct observation I can make is that I don't know everything. And then the next observation I can make and hold actively in my mind is that since I don't know everything, Everything I think I know is either only partially true or perhaps even completely false. And when I stay living in those two active observations, now it's possible for me to learn something new. Now it's possible for me to be taught by life, by the people around me, by my life experiences But if I go into a situation thinking I know what I know and how I know it and when I learned it and I know what I know, I'm going to leave that situation knowing what I knew. There's no learning possible if I close my mind to learning. Well, that's that's what strikes me when I read this thing about Christian Sundberg saying, we come into this world and we choose to forget all of our experience as this infinite being connected to all other infinite beings of consciousness and without a body. And we do it so we can have a different kind of experience, so we can learn something new. So this essay goes on and says, here in this reality, you experience yourself as... This is you. This is your human being. You're made, you're either a male or a female, you're young or old, you speak a language to communicate with those around you. You send symbols, which are words, to others who must interpret them in their own way, and then they send symbols back to you. You get up in the morning, you eat breakfast, you do what you have to do during the day, you use the toilet in the apparent privacy of the bathroom, you experience the pleasures and pains of the body. You have a name, you have a history, you have a list of things to do. You're defined as somebody. But in a far deeper sense, you are much, much more. You are an immortal being of conscious awareness. You are spirit. You are unconstrained, unlimited, unharmable. Perfectly safe in each and every moment. you know on a deep level that you are an integral and fundamental part of the great all-encompassing all-comprising loving consciousness that many people call god your project excuse me you project your awareness into realities like this one For the sake of having the experience of being something within a special set of constraints you do this in order to grow your own being and participate in creation coming from the source of all creation the great foundational consciousness of unconditional love at your core you are also profoundly loving and you wish to expand and develop that capacity in yourself. This reminds me of, I've mentioned it before, that Abraham Hicks in presentations to audiences for decades now has said, you as a human being on the physical plane are at the cutting edge of creation. And here, Christian Sondheim is being told by his guides to write you project your awareness into realities like this one to have the experience of being being something special within a special set of constraints in order to grow your own being and to participate in creation the last part of this essay said if these statements seem aloof and abstract Do not accept them. Rather, seek instead to simply discover for yourself if they're true or not. There are many ways to do so, and each is very personal and unique. But in general, meditation is a powerful first step. Gaining familiarity with your awareness just as it exists This is a window to actually experiencing glimmers of wakefulness. Don't take anyone's word for it. Listen within. Now, I present these things on MindShifters Radio and in the MindShifters support groups simply because, to my eye and ear, for the most part, 90, 95% of it is exactly in alignment with what Dr. Michael Rice presents and teaches and the tools that he's developed. What I'm about to read in essay number nine is in that 5% or half of 1% that doesn't align with what Dr. Michael Rice teaches. And again, if you want to question who's right or who's wrong, I refer you to what, the line that I just read don't take anyone's word for it listen within go inside yourself tap into the source of all wisdom and knowledge that the the creation itself has implanted in you that's there to break off the effects of your errors and thought and guide you to truth and happiness if you just listen and ask it to so this next part might clash a little bit with the teaching of dr michael rice and that's okay it's one person's perspective and it's one that gives people like christian sunberg some ease and relief essay number nine is titled don't take life so seriously no one makes it out alive and the essay reads creation is a phenomena rooted in joy However, sometimes we do not experience physical life that way. When we adopt the veil, and this is in quotes, the veil, when we adopt the amnesia, when we agree to come into physical form and forget that we are a spiritual being with unlimited consciousness, when we adopt that set of circumstances and we become physical, we become bound to this reality's rule set. That rule set includes having a body and having to meet all of its physical needs. We need things to protect us. We need things to shelter us. We need things to feed us. Since the objects needed to do so are physically important to us for our survival and for our ability to live full lives, the control of objects, sometimes even by force, is constantly encouraged the species that populate the earth have evolved over millennia in this kill-or-be-killed physical environment, constantly seeking to take from one another for their own survival. And in our own lives, there isn't a day that we don't experience the effects of that struggle, for even amongst our own kind, we're constantly involved in a struggle for the control of limited resources, often in the form of money, And these resources lead us to be sometimes involved in a struggle for survival itself. The entire experience can lead us to take things very seriously. Indeed, just the concept of one's own body dying, that concept alone can seem like a very sober, somber problem indeed. From the perspective of immortal invincible spirit the opportunity to experience such a messy tough environment is a treasure the decision to engage in such an experience is not done out of seriousness but rather out of incredible excitement and joy every one of us knew the challenge we signed up for before we came we knew that we were coming to a place where we would one day die, drop the body. What joy we felt at that opportunity. For despite how serious the situation may appear on the unrelenting physical surface, such an experience is a most incredibly precious opportunity indeed. You know, when I... When I go into this, I think that I have been exposed over the years to, I, I, I've lost count of how many different books and movies and science fiction fantasy and um, science fiction books where the question of immortality is raised. And from the human perspective, There's always somebody who wants immortality, and many times in these books and stories, there are people who are experiencing the immortality as a curse because they don't get to go through the life cycle with their friends and family. Their friends and family all, they have to watch them all suffer and die, and then The attachments are lost, and then there's the question about will I reattach, and I don't want to go through the abandonment and hurt anybody. So this idea that some people will fantasize how wonderful it would be to have an, an eternal life in the physical realm, whether they're doing it for the sake of power and accumulation or they're doing it because they think that's you know what what they should be doing from a higher spiritual level is always in contrast to another group of people who say the fact that life is brief is a big part of what gives it such value so this essay goes on and says that may sound untenable or perhaps even masochistic but in fact as our creators as we are creators it is we who have interpreted our experience here in that serious way we have created this world and its perceptions it can be very libera- liberating to be reminded if we dare take on this perspective and try it out It can be very liberating to be reminded that none of our creation needs to be feared or taken too seriously. Now, if you were with us last year when we were reading through The Way of Mastery, that message was repeated numerous times throughout The Way of Mastery. Let none of this be taken too seriously. This is for play, this experience in life, this ability to extend love, this ability to connect through the heart center with people and extend your true nature to experience all the ups and downs and tensions and joys and ecstasies and pains of the physical life. It's for play. It's for honoring creation it's for honoring each other at one point the way of mastery says let not seriousness enter the mind right there's a way in which even a a lesson like the way of mastery understands that it can be twisted through a filter, through the kaleidoscopic wheel of interpretations, you can look at those teachings and generate all kinds of tension and fear and frustration and hopes and fears, and, and that's not what was intended. That's the same message that Christian Sondheim and his mm-hmm. teachers or guides are giving us here, that it may sound untenable, That from the spiritual realm, we look at it as a wonderful opportunity to come into physical form, have a body that's birthed, that grows, that, that goes through various stages, that withers and dies. And that we drop the body and that we as conscious spiritual beings have the experience of that. And it might sound masochistic, but it isn't. It doesn't need to be masochistic. The essay goes on and says, in fact, there is nothing you absolutely have to do. This is a very powerful message in the way of mastery. You need do nothing. And, of course, that gets a lot of debate, especially from the Western mind, and people run into all kinds of abstract, you know, they... They, they think that they're being told, you know, sit and do nothing, be a be a bump on a log, veg out in front of TV and drink pizza or drink beer and eat pizzas. And doesn't matter if you if your body grows to you know a thousand pounds. That's not what the message is about. The phrase "you need do nothing." is a logical observation and extension from the observation that you have free will, that you can choose. If, in fact, you did need to do something, that would mean you have no choice. This last couple paragraphs in this Essay number nine, that's titled, Don't Take Life So Seriously, No One Makes It Out Alive. And the last couple paragraphs read, In fact, there is nothing that you absolutely have to do. If you feel there is, it is because you have chosen to buy into that belief for one reason or another You may have bought into various beliefs and interpretations that lead you to feel that you, quote, must, close quotes, do this or do that. And the sidebar is that's a valuable experience to have, to have the experience that I feel like I must do this or that. But that feeling that i must do this or that is simply a byproduct of my having chosen to buy into the belief that i need to do this or that but none of that belief system and the feeling of i must do this none of that is fundamental none of that is absolutely true in the capital t truth sense of things The essay goes on and says, fundamentally, you are free. You have choice. The way I like to say it is, you have the infinite capacity to choose the focus of your conscious awareness in each new present moment. And it is the focus of your conscious awareness in each new present moment that actually creates your experience of life. The essay says, fundamentally, you are free. You are free and you are joyous awareness. That's your true nature. Fundamentally, you cannot be harmed and you cannot die. Fundamentally, you are more than all of the things in your mind, all of the things in your life, and even in your imagination. Fundamentally, you are need nothing even if you die it is not the end of the world in fact quite the opposite when you drop the body you expand so kick back relax and enjoy the ride play the game of life with the carefree joy that is still yours deep beneath all the weight of your human identity What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? I am looking up a a quote that I have read and woven into different talks in the past from the comedian Bill Hicks. And the quote is, the world is like a ride on an amusement park. And when you choose to go on it, you think it's real because that's how powerful our minds are. The ride goes up and down, Excuse me, the website I'm reading it from wants to show me advertisements. The ride goes up and down, round and round. It has thrills and chills. It's very brightly colored, and it's very loud, and it's fun for a while. Many people have been on the ride a long time, and they begin to wonder, hey, is this real, or is this just a ride? Other people have remembered, and they've come back to us, and they say, hey, 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 don't worry, don't be afraid ever, because this is just a ride. And we kill those people. Hey, shut him up. I got a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at the furrows of worry on my brow. Look at my big bank account and my family. This has to be real. However, it's just a ride. But we always kill the good guys who try to tell us that. Did you ever notice that? And we let the demons run amok. But it doesn't matter because it's just a ride. And we can change it anytime we want. It's only a choice. No effort, no work, no job, no savings of money. Just a simple choice right now between fear and love. The eyes of fear want you to put bigger locks on your doors, buy guns, close yourself off. The eyes of love instead see all of us as one. Here's what we can do to change the world right now to a better ride. Take all that money we spend on weapons and defenses each year and instead spend it on feeding and clothing and educating the poor of the world, which it would do and pay for many times over, not one human being excluded. And we could explore space together, both inner and outer, forever in peace. It's just a ride. So as the essay number nine says in its last paragraph, kick back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Play the game of life with the carefree joy that is still yours, deep beneath all the weight of your human identity. What's the worst that could happen? Now, I'm just presenting ideas. Please remember, at the end of the last essay, it said, don't take anyone's word for it. Listen within. The whole point of the Mind Shifters radio show and the support groups we do and the essence of the tools is to provide perspective and a set of tools for accomplishing the perspective that you can remove all of the sources of pain fear and sadness within you and get more and more direct experience of the depth of your consciousness the way it said it in lesson three with the way of mastery is the more you do a process of forgiveness which is to remove every false perception and every negative judgment about yourself or somebody else, the more you do that, the deeper you take yourself into the purity of your own consciousness. And that is the purity of your own nature. So please don't follow a guru. Don't believe anything anybody says. Learn to live more from direct observation. Learn to question every belief you have And watch how your life changes and then you make a decision do you prefer living in belief or do you prefer living from observation the next essay I wanted to read is titled knowing yourself really knowing yourself has nothing to do with whatever ideas are floating around in your mind fundamentally you are not your name and your body and your possessions and your affiliations or even your ideas rather than taking new ideas even the ideas in this book and adding them to your idea of who you are in order to define yourself what's recommended is turn your attention toward full awareness of this moment now capital N now Even if you cannot sense it at this moment, your awareness itself, your consciousness, transcends the forms that it is currently beholding and identifying with. Personally experiencing that is a matter of gently, consistently shifting your momentum and your momentum of the focus that you choose away from thoughts and judgments toward a quiet and full awareness of the present moment itself. Now, I just I just got tingles up my spine because in the interview with Laura McGowan yesterday I heard myself saying in a way I'd never said it before that We as human beings have a number of addictions that we're not often aware of. One of them is an addiction to the familiar, and another one is an addiction to judging. And just like any drug of choice that's addictive, when we want to stop, what's recommended is abstinence. And so what happens if we abstain from judging? That's what's being recommended here in this essay, moving away the momentum of your thoughts and the focus of your thoughts, move it away from judgments, away from thoughts, and move it towards a quiet, full awareness of the present moment. We call that process meditation. And yet, meditation is not an action. It is simply purposefully setting your alert intention toward being present in the current moment now i would just put a period at the end of that sentence but they say without judgment and if i were going to add something beyond staying present in the current moment i would say in total allowance In doing so, your awareness very gradually and naturally becomes less beholden to the data stream of the current physical reality. Now, that may sound strange, but getting to know your true self is not a foreign activity. It is rather a subtle yet joyful movement toward that which is most you and most comfortable to you. Being aware is the most natural thing in the world. If you permit yourself to simply dwell with your awareness regularly, you will find that gaining familiarity with your true self is not only possible, it's one of the most rewarding and freeing pursuits available to you while you are still here. And that process, you know, to my eye and ear, that to my mind is part of why I'm so drawn to books like Untamed by Glennon Doyle and the books by Laura McGowan, because each of them talks so powerfully about the need to be fundamentally more honest, open, allowing. In the interview yesterday. Laura McGowan cited Tara Brock's lecture on radical self-acceptance. Well, if you're going to step into radical self-acceptance, you have to expand your capacity for being honest at deeper and deeper levels, wide open and honest. And what's being offered in that essay is That is going to be one of the more rewarding, joyful experiences you ever engage in. So we have a little bit over 15 minutes left. 563-999-3581. Give us a call. Press 1 on your phone. Let us know how this is landing for you. Let us know how you would like to amend this, or adjust this, or contend this, refute this. Or, if you've been playing around with Christian Sundberg's book, if there's another essay that you would like us to read or have questions about. the essays is titled, Pain is Not an Experience to be Feared. And that reminds me of Guy Finley's talk about how psychological pain is not your enemy. Fear of it prevents you from seeing the truth of that observation. Your psychological pain, psychological and emotional pain, is best looked at through the lens which says this is my own alarm system this is my personal guidance system michael rice says pain serves a purpose in the human being and the purpose is to have, help your ears grow so you can listen and pay attention to the fact that something is amiss something's not right here And in the beginning of this essay, number 13, which is titled, Pain is an Experience Not to be Feared, Christian quotes Carl Jung. And the quote reads, there is no coming to consciousness without pain. People will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own soul. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. Carl Gustav Jung. The opening line in that essay reads, it is holy when you finally, actually, actually choose to face your deepest pain with full commitment I I seem to, to, to have seen that someone had their hand up but then they took it down if you're there, if you're still on the line and you want to put your hand up again area code 541,
3: welcome uh, I'm really glad you're reading the this morning I woke up from a dream where um, I was in a fight with um, this girl, this young woman, who I um, the person that showed up in the dream was um, someone who suffers from fetal alcohol syndrome um, and uh, has a lot of impulse control problems. And in the dream, <clears throat> we got into... A, an argument, um a pretty intense argument, and she wouldn't have anything to do with me. And her mother came along and was trying to mend things, but she wouldn't talk to me at all. And then finally it came in the dream that um, she would kind of softened somewhat, and I found out that I wasn't the one. I was the one that was unwilling to uh, resistant to doing anything about it. And then what happened in the dream, you know, I was just, uh, my pride was up, my back was up. And then in the dream, uh, somebody broke a glass nearby and it shattered and cut my foot. And I thought, oh, this is all so interesting. So I just, um, and the dream went on a little bit more, but what I woke up with was the takeaway that it's um, there's a whole bunch more work to do in there in relation to softening me up and allowing me to uh, look again, let alone um, make a new choice. And I was wondering just, how i could formulate my worksheet on that um if i could find out fear i think there's some sort of fear that's really, really well that deep. was a, that was the first the first thing i
2: was going to say is what i do in those cases is i either identify the, the the recurring thought positive or negative and then the emotion and or the emotion and once i have either one of those i plug them in the worksheet And I'm off and running. So you just said fear. Right. So you an emotion. And so now just take a step back and say, okay, what is the thought I'm using to create fear in this situation?
3: What comes up, the first thought that comes up is um, I'm right. I'm right, and I don't mean. And how
2: do you how do you generate fear from the thought that I'm right?
3: I think it's the second thought that just bubbled up for me behind that was. I don't want to see that. That's me. I'm not quite sure. Oh my I'm gosh! What if I'm wrong? Yeah, yeah, that's it.
2: If I had a thought like, oh, my gosh, what if I'm wrong, I could easily generate fear. But if I have the thought, I'm right, I don't see how I, I would use that to generate fear. Do you?
1: Well,
3: it's like a a piece of three-quarter-inch plywood between me and my fear, um, me and my, oh, my God, I'm wrong, I'm dead, so i would say the second one is more accurate the second thought
2: I okay. am wrong so wrong I, about what i am wrong it's me about what
3: wrong. i now yeah. um just about everything that i i don't i i screw up everything i guess that would be the way it would be I'm I'm not perfect, and if I'm not perfect, I'm wrong. If I'm not wrong, if I'm wrong, I'm worthless. I'm nothing. Okay, so can we... And I I deserve to be punished.
2: Do you need any more to do the worksheet? I Iisola into whom love and feeling fear. What's happening is I had this extensive dream about who's right and who's wrong. What's my goal? I want to be right so I don't have to give you, so I won't be punished. And then I cancel the thought what if I'm wrong and I cancel my goal to be right so I don't have to be punished and I ask to be shown the inner part of my mind and I go into that little meditation, that's a whole worksheet process right there.
3: Okay. I won't be punished.
2: And I, I wouldn't let your intellect make it any more complex than that. I'd keep it right no, there at the very literal, simple
3: level. Yep, and it was like, um, it was so clear. The dream was so clear. Wait a minute. It's sort of like Bill Hicks' ride. I'm glad you read, uh, read that again because it really, it really underlines and clarifies everything that we've been studying these past couple of years together.
2: I'm glad you found it useful. Anything else we can help you with today?
3: No, I think that's good. I really like the fact that you're reading these Lundberg Sun, Sunberg, um, essays. Uh, we are also reading them to us. We can, Larry and I. Good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I will mute you
2: so you can listen to the rest of the show. Blessings. Have a good weekend. Calling number is 563-999-3581. Plenty of time to have a conversation. We've got about eight minutes left. If you call frequently or you've never called in or raised your hand, let us hear from you. Area code
0: 610. Susan? Hi, Dr. Tim. Quick question, and you might have told this at the beginning of the show. I didn't get on till about 5 past 12. I tried to find your Laura McGowan um, podcast last night and couldn't find it. Is it up?
2: No, I only did it yesterday. We don't do them live; we do them recorded, and then they get edited and submitted to the professionals to make them, you know, have the format for the On Your Mind podcast. So it will be um, maybe published as early as next Wednesday. Uh, oh, but, okay. but if not, then, then, then soon after that.
0: Okay. Thanks. Every once in a while, you must like Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> every everyone... Yeah, because I, I say Sondheim. Yeah. Sondheim,
2: yeah. I, yeah, I recognized <laughs> that the other day and it. made that connection.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have anything to say. been listening. Love it. Well, that's something I to I'm say. Thank lesson. you for that.
3: <laughs> okay. I'm glad you're yeah, finding it I'm useful.
0: In a, I'm in a semi-vegetative state, I think, just taking it all in.
2: Well, I'm of use. I often do that in the archives. I will just find an old show that has something listed that either I remember or something mm. in the comments that Jeannie has listed, and I will put it on and just let it be in the background and yeah. find some gems sinking in that way.
0: I have a friend who um, on Facebook answered the question, what did you do when you're younger or what did you have when you're younger that you no longer have or wish you had? And he said, energy. And I thought, bingo, because I feel as if my energy is just, I have great energy, and then suddenly it's gone, and I just really want to lie down for a little while and just be extremely quiet. Well, and that that
2: is something you didn't have when you were younger.
0: That's a lovely thought. That's
2: true. Yes. Yeah. Spent. Spin the kaleidoscopic wheel of interpretations away from the positive toward the negative.
0: Right. And you
2: get pain in your life. Spin it back mm-hmm. towards the positive, and the very thing that you were saying, oh, this is horrible, this sucks, is a blessing. Because that is what fits in, at this time in my life. I remember being like just crawling out of my skin with irritation and upset at my parents who couldn't just leave the house, get in the car, and go. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was a
3: teen and I was
2: in my 20s, that was just it. Come on, we got to get there. Come on, we got to go. It was always in a rush. Mm-hmm. And they would slow down and they would say, what do we need? Do we have everything packed? And, we, and I would just, come on. <laughs> I
0: know.
3: That's true. And these
2: days, if I rush like that, I miss out on most of my life. You know Guy Finley has a quote so. about Yeah, you know, why are you rushing? Where are you rushing? What's happening when you're rushing? Why are you rushing? Where are you going? And what are you missing when you rush? So, you know, rather than say at every stage of my life, when I was younger, there were certain things that I couldn't wait to get older to experience. And now if I get to my 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 older ages with some some level of accumulated wisdom I sit here and spend time and energy wishing I was younger again what's there's how how about insanity there's a great definition of insanity always wanting what you don't have
0: that's true one of the other sides of this is that I'll read the paper or hear about a festival in town or there's a woman I used to know her. I actually just worked with her husband and she's a little younger than I am. And she's been quite sickly and she died about a month ago and they're having a celebration of her life. And a friend of mine called and said, you want to go with me? And I said, I'd love to. I got to find out exactly what time it is. And turns out it's an hour and a half away, a three hour ceremony and an hour and a half back. And I said, nope. I'm not going to do this. And there's just, that is just something I won't do anymore. And I guess those are good things, too. The whole world seems to be going too fast and doing so much. And I'm just sitting back here. I talked to Tim Bingham about it. And he said, I said, does this bother you? And he said, no, that's just younger people doing their thing. He's so, he's like this little guru in the house. (laughs) He's so laid back about things. So yeah, you're
2: right, a good spin. Well, and part of the message, you know, all through the way of mastery and and even in the last couple essays I read here, the message is it's your choice. Right? If you wanted, if you really wanted to go to that celebration of life for that person, you could. You could choose to go. I could. And if you choose not to, that's okay. It's
0: that's you need one of the great nothing. things about being older. Yeah. And, and maybe well, other people or would just, like to say no. Oh.
2: Just at any age anyway, being okay. able to recognize that you need do nothing. You don't have to be older yeah. to recognize that. You don't have to be <laughs> older to <laughs> to accept the spiritual truth for what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> it may come to you more naturally when you're older, but you don't have to be older.
0: Well, it seems as if I have given myself more permission as an older person, but that is truly another construct. You know, we don't go to things at night, I say, oh, no, after about 7.30, I'm good for nothing. I read, and I'm very quiet until we go to sleep, and that's it. Ah, it's so nice.
2: (laughs) That's right. There you go. There it is. If it's nice, if you enjoy it, Please pay attention to the tension you create when you judge it as bad or wrong. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for your call. We've extinguished the first hour. I will put you on mute. Have a lovely weekend. I will remind us all that we come from love. We're made of the stuff we call love. We actually are love, and everything else is false. Welcome, Jeannie Rice.
1: Thank you, Dr. Tim. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.
2: Thanks. Same to you. Blessings.
1: Okay. So welcome, everybody, to the second hour of Mindshifters Radio. And today is Friday, April the 14th, 2023. Call-in number is 563-999-3581. And press 1, and that puts you into queue to talk to us. We'd love to hear your comments and questions, because that makes this your show. And we'll wait for Michael to get dialed in. We do have a couple of people who have already said that they want to process something today. So we look forward to having a full show. And uh, stay tuned with us. And Because, and, you know, when we do one person's worksheet, it is always another person's worksheet. So um, stay tuned, listen in. And if you have a question, if it raises something for you, then write that question down. And then when we have a free space, press one, and that will put you in line. And we would love various people's input. So I hope you have uh, awesome plans for the weekend. And Michael has joined us now, so I'm going to say welcome, Michael, and then we will go to our callers. Are you with us, Michael? Hello? Well, he must be having technical difficulties. Hey, sweet. No, I'm here. I've got it. There he is
4: i be with you and welcome everybody. Delighted that you're here and uh, ready to go to the next level of conversation in this whole understanding of the process of forgiveness. And uh, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and it was really the whole thing was focused on the idea of goals and how goals drive perception. And that if the goal that we load in our mind brings up some sort of turmoil or pain or failure or (sighs) moves things in us that we haven't resolved, then whatever we hold that goal about, we think that if we resolve that thing out there, that that will take away the trauma, the pain, will fulfill us, will satisfy us, will make everything okay. And that's one of the biggest lies of the ego ever. If we go back 2,000 years ago, we hear this man, Yeshua, saying, you know, there's a place to seek first and it's not in the goals that you hold. It's not in the results that you want. Now, you know, we've often spoken about, you know, hold a newborn child. Go back to the moment where you first held a newborn and tap into the essence of that newborn. And notice the word that comes to mind is something related to love when you tap into the newborn. Another word for that in the, in the scriptures was the kingdom of heaven. Get back to your original true nature. Seek that first, because if you put a million goals in front of it and don't get that, then nothing that you achieve, nothing that you get, nothing that you accomplish will make you happy. Well, pardon me, actually it will, it will make you happy. When you achieve a goal, you get a hit of dopamine and that's called happy powder. You go, oh, I'm happy for 30 seconds and then there's something else and something else because the underlying challenge, the underlying problem is what needs to be dealt with. So rather than if I could just achieve this, then everything would be okay, And just, you know, take a look at your life. How often throughout the process of your life you've gone, if only if this, if, and that's called being conditional about standing in the space of being a human being. There's an interesting uh, video, and I'm not remembering the physician's name right now, but this particular gentleman was addressing the idea of death. And he shared that there was one particular evening when he was on hospital call, And that three different people had died, and they went into heroic mode and resuscitated them. And for whatever reason, on this particular evening, I guess it sort of came together for him and was a, a, a breakthrough moment for him to realize what was really happening in the act of these people dying. And that was all three of them were angry with him. Why did you bring me back? It was the first time in my life. And this was something that came from three different people, at least according to this physician. I have no reason to disbelieve him. Pretty integrous guy. Does a pretty high level of work in the medical field and in the, he, not just in the medical field, but in the field of healing. This man's a healer three different people said you know for the first time in my life I felt accepted and you snatched me away from that so when carbon-based memory collapses remember that we got all these realities we've got all this structure all this programming in our body mind units generations and generations of unresolved issues and it's like that old. What was that TV show? The, the melody or the the byline of it was: "There are a million stories in the naked city." Your mind has got a million reasons to tell you this is why you're upset, and none of them are true. It's just that the mind is upset, so it puts it into this story. And then, if that story gets resolved or that story goes away, then there's another story, and it gets and and it puts it into that story and that story and that story. But none of it. Resolves the underlying issue. I came across a in, in the kind of in the context of this conversation, I came across a, a quote from a gentleman Paul Tillich, who is kind of a philosopher a theologian, and I thought this was such a profound statement. You are accepted. You are accepted by that which is greater than you, and the name of which you do not know. Do not ask for that name now. That's what he's saying is don't go for the goals you've got in your mind. Do not ask for that name now. Perhaps you'll find it later. Do not try to do anything now. Perhaps later you will do much. Do not seek for anything. Do not perform anything. Do not intend anything. Simply accept the fact that you are accepted. And you know, when we haven't dealt with the power person issues in our lives, and that power person has delivered the uh, the crushing message, and usually that message is very early, in one's existence, and the power person delivers a message that always goes something like this. You're broken. There's something wrong with you, and it will never work. And the loss of acceptance from that power person becomes uh, one of our initial wounds. And... We stack all kinds of goals and desires and wishes and hopes and dreams on top of it, but never deal with that one. I think that's what led Yeshua in his brilliance to say, seek ye first. And the words that were given to us in the Greek, say, the kingdom of heaven, but Aramaic says the community of love. Seek ye first to be connected to love and part of a community that is about connecting to love, living as the presence of love. And then, he says, all of the things will be made onto, pretty much like Tillich saying here, Everything else is going to fall in place if you get that one. But if you don't get that one, then the underlying power person message that you're broken, there's something wrong with you, it's never going to work, you're never going to have enough, you're never going to be enough, you're never going to do enough, you're never... And he offers this simple piece that ties so powerfully into this physician's experience that these people... I was being accepted for the first time in my life I think this quote is so profound and so important that I'm going to read it again. You are accepted. You are accepted by that which is greater than you, the name of which you do not know. Don't ask for that name now. Perhaps you'll find it later. Do not try to do anything now. Perhaps later, you will do much. Do not seek for anything. Do not perform anything. Do not intend anything. Simply accept the fact that you are accepted. And unfortunately, when that power person message was delivered and then reinforced, oftentimes over years, perhaps decades, perhaps a lifetime, one gets addicted to the compulsive achieving of a goal, thinking, ah, when this is done, then everything will be okay. So this work is about, as opposed to achieving some external thing, this work is about realizing, making real who you are in your physiology and incarnating, bringing into your form, cleaning out all of the thought disorders of the generations and bringing into your form your human life and self-acceptance as the presence of love. From there, conscious creatorship is easy. From the place of conscious creatorship out of that message that you're broken, it just doesn't happen. So I just want to put that out, you know, following up on what we did yesterday, the day before, to just put that little piece in the puzzle. And Miss Jeannie tells me that she's got a hand up, so let's say hello to our caller.
1: All right. Um, so I'm going to turn on Eric has... Four eight zero. You're on the air. I think this is a voice from air past. Welcome. <laughs> no, oh, I Linda. Hey there, you. young lady.
5: <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Cecilia. Yes. What a powerful, powerful stuff that I've been missing. Not coming back on the show. I was listening for Tim uh, and, and was going, wow, 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 wow. Okay, and and then of course, what you just shared, Michael, same thing. So now I want to put it to
4: practice. Awesome. Well, welcome back. We haven't heard your voice in a long time. and It's a delight to hear from you. You mm-hmm. are accepted. And what's on your I mind? I feel
5: that. Oh, well, um, well, I uh, actually, I I'll, I'll
4: probably do a worksheet. I'll probably do a worksheet or two on needing to forgive not being accepted because I think I tried to reach you about six times when we hadn't heard from you in a while and make sure you're okay, and I never heard anybody. But, but that's my issue. I'll work on that.
5: <laughs> Let's see. Um, I wrote you guys an email uh, on your website today to contact you um, to see if I could do a to work on this mm. issue that I'm having with selling my home that I've had on the market since uh-huh. September. I moved, I found a beautiful home with two acres on it in Cincinnati, Ohio, eight houses away from my amazing only only daughter, only child. Oh, that's awesome! Congratulations! Every, everything is a dream, like a dream come true. And um, and uh, and I had planned on with my realtor, my first realtor. Sell my house in Phoenix, use the money, and had to pay off this house as soon as my house sells okay, well, that has been helping me awesome. so um, i don't i I like to live in and and with uh, doing what I do um, and I'm not making money for it so um, um so um I have, moments, I have I have less and less moments of stress that the house has not sold and then this morning, my realtor, my new realtor, because I, I left the other realtor to find the different one in March, she's had the house right. on the market for for three weeks, and she wrote me an email this morning, and it was, hey, I've had realtors come over. It was a realtor tour, and they said, seven of them said I could get what she had lowered it $50,000 for um, to, down to uh Five hundred and fifty. I had it up at five ninety nine, and 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 so that for three weeks now nobody's made an offer. So she had she has a tour a realtor tour that goes uh, 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 in the neighborhood of these historic homes since uh, every second Thursday of of the month. And so they came Thursday, and she texted me what they said, and she asked she and they said all this stuff, which was, um, mostly undesirable locate. It's a shame. It's an undesirable location. And it's, and it's on, um, uh, I forget what else that was, uh, these words that, um, anyway, so interestingly, um, hang on, let me see something. Cause I wrote out, I was watching again last night, uh, communication, uh, responsibility, communication right.
4: and,
5: when, and I've heard this before. And then I found it, which was the, um, the letter actually, I pulled it out of this particular woman who went somewhere for something and she, she was told to leave. And so she wrote this piece, this letter to the person and right. it turned out amazing. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. I found it and I rewrote my situation to that and fit it into that form right right and and I and I was going to wait until you work on it with me however I'd like to still read it and my realtor was calling I mean was calling and and while I was working on it and I thought no I'm not gonna answer the phone right now I want to finish this uh, for the show but then I thought right I didn't know why she was calling so she did text me, and I texted her back to tell her, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on a radio show until two o'clock, so I can talk to you then." And um, so I had already sent it to her because I thought she, she sounded like she was in a hurry with her email this morning to lower the price another twenty five thousand, to increase the co broke for the real the other realtor for, um, for up from three 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 percent to to 3.5, that she would take a cut in her 3% to make it 2.5, and she needed to know right away. This was this morning when I woke up. She wrote this at 4-something in the morning. Um, she's in Phoenix. Right. So, so Okay. So I felt this urgentness, and I thought, that's okay. Um, I'm not going to rush. I have to do this. I have to work this out. I have to do this this communicate responsibility communication letter okay and I really wanted Michael to, to go over it with me but she's really in a hurry so I I finished it as quick as I could and sent it to her Uh she um hasn't gotten back to me yet cuz I told her that we'll talk after this so anyway um i don't know what your thoughts are on this if you would rather it's about my house has been on the market since 2000 I mean, since um, September, and it's it's going, it's April, and they want to keep, she wants to lower it. The other realtor did not want to lower it. He thought it was fine, but he was in California with, he has a family out there, and half the time he's out there, and half the time he doesn't have time to, to do anything for the house or anything. And so, I was recommended by my realtor, who sold me this house, to, to go with this other realtor, okay, so... It's um, it's just, um, I don't want to keep going outside of myself for the answer, and I want to go within myself for the answer, because nobody but me knows the answer. Right.
4: So, so my question know, would be, what is all this bringing up for you?
0: What is it bringing up for you? What is all this bringing up for, up for you?
4: Yeah. You know, okay, well, and, and by that, I mean... I mean, is it fear? Is it loss? Is it sadness? Is it concern? What's what's moving for you as you're watching the price go down and your house not sell?
5: And I'm not. And I'm paying on paying on two houses. Not I, that mortgage is paid off there, but I still pay property tax and everything else and bills. Plus, I pay a lot of property tax here because it's two acres. But plus, I have a mortgage right. here that I had planned on. It, it brings up. It brings up fear to the point where my breathing is not relaxed, and and right. my mind is in fear, and I'm not thinking straight. But I know that, and I know that it's, I've got work to do because of that. So I, I, I work on it, and then it it subsides, and then I have. I'm just grateful that I got a layer of it off, right? And so it's right. just been mm-hmm. a. It's just been a lot of work to work on keeping myself from get, from healing what this comes up for me. It's been a lot of work that I really am tired of, and I know you say seventy seven times seventy seven so you know okay, I accept that. That's what's coming up.
1: It's making right. me
5: though at the same it may it's making me at the same time feel like very, very, very powerful that I can do this for myself when I never could before. And I wasn't willing. So you're, or
4: so you're acknowledging yourself for stepping, stepping up to the plate. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
5: Yes. Yes. And that I've been cool. doing this since September. So, you know, and, um, uh, and I have continually thoughts keep coming up and coming up, but I own them and I work through them and they just, it just, you know, it's like you said in your, what you shared in your radio program this morning, it's a goal. But what, where was the goal of accepting myself as love? I mean, really accepting myself, not having any, you know, money issues or, or the house selling, even dent, put a dent in that, right? And I can tell you, it's like getting, uh, being on a road with a new, a, dry, a, a kid that's just learning how to drive and the instructor's in the car with him but he still dents my car, you know. It's just it's just like, um uh that's just car for the course. I'm I'm not sure why I brought that up but it kinda left me. Uh, but oh I, I just I just keep getting little dents, you know, uh when the house doesn't sell. I know who I am, capital I, capital A M. I know who I am. I love who I am. I know who I am. None of this stuff is, is, is. I mean, I know, I know, I want. You know, go, ask, go ahead with that uh,
4: sentence. None of this stuff is. What was your mind going to say?
5: None of this stuff is real. Uh-huh. I mean, what's real is 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 uh, who I am, and that's the most powerful thing in the world. Why do I want to get? Stuck into the conversation that says, "Well, if yeah, you you are. I know you are too, and we are, and I am, and all that stuff too. Blah blah blah. But you don't. But how did it sell?" So I have this like, I have these two things going on, you know. And sometimes that one that voice doesn't come back until I hear news that keeps they want to lower the price another twenty five thousand and and. I'm just like, well, I am, I know who I am and I'll just, just stay sitting in this, but I still have to live in this world, you know, and have an answer.
3: Right.
5: And right. so so that's where I am with it. And that just keeps coming up okay. right now. But I've been yeah. going to the wrong. I keep trying to go to other people who are, are going to just tell me what I have inside of me. So what's the point, you know? I just right. want to take care of it myself.
4: Right. So what's the feared outcome?
5: The feared outcome Let's is say that, that it
4: doesn't sell. What's, what's the, the the worst thing that could happen? Uh,
5: the worst thing that could happen is that I have this ingrained in me so much that my house is not valuable that I'll never be able to sell it, and then I might not even be able to rent it. Even if I, I could rent it, I don't want to rent it. I don't like that. I don't have any interest in renting it. I just want it sold. <laughs> you All know right. so. So it that's what's going on in my head, and what's the worst that that's the worst that can happen and then I don't have the money to continually pay the mortgage here I've been waiting on that money, and maybe that's not where my wealth comes from, which I know it isn't It's in who I am, and I go to who I am and i i I believe that I believe it, I believe that I'm worth what I am. I use it for you know to to study spiritual things like your work a lot of other people's work too that is in line with your work and and I believe what I do okay right now in my life in this moment so i don't i don't know so um yes yeah.
4: so were you wanting to share the responsibility communication letter that you'd written yeah was that what i understood earlier let's start with that and let's see what we find there
5: oh sure Okay. So, I don't know if I should mention my realtor's first name or not. No, we don't need to do names. Okay. So, dear, you know, let's
4: call him Charlie or Bill or Mary or Harry or whatever.
5: Okay. So, so dear um Hope, I'll call her Hope. <laughs> Dear Hope, um, in reading both of your emails this morning, I found an issue in me that I'd like your assistance in dealing with. In the email, you stated that you have had my house listed on the market for three weeks. Note, when I agreed to happily change my last realtor uh, to you in March, I agreed to lowering my asking price of uh, 599000 to your recommended price of 550000 Back to one of your emails sent today, you asked if I was willing to reduce reduce the price down even more to five hundred twenty five thousand and increase the co broke to another agent to three point five. And if I agreed, you'd be willing to reduce your commission to two point five percent. When I first read this, I felt a lot of fear fear that my house will never sell or sell for hardly anything. After I read your email from your fellow realtors, which was the second e- email. About their opinions and, and 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 their comments that my home is unfortunate and undesirable. I have un in exclamation points on both those words because right. I I'm not agreeing with those words. And but there's a part of me that 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 is okay. So then I said when 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 I read your fellow realtors comments that my home is in an unfavorable and undesirable location. <laughs> I thought their thoughts are misrepresenting my house and my block. I'll never get what I want, which is the amount of five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I never had an issue with a lo- with and loved the lo- location more than anywhere else in that neighborhood. Why lower it more? I guess I don't have a choice. You see I'm trying taking a lot of stuff off with there a applying from that lady that did the communication uh thing that yep, that's, that's on fine. here, Yeah. Okay. Okay. The joy, joy's so letter, said, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so then I said, "Well, I wanted then to then when I read your email and now to get rid of my feelings of fear and my thoughts of insecurity that I can't get what I need, so as to be able to communicate clearly, honestly, openly with you, and would like your help in doing so." I'd like to add that even as all of this is going on, there's a part of me saying there's more. Here and meets the eye stay conscious and learn a lesson i know my reality is this i know this all is the same thing so but i'll just read it for the show i know my reality is this i've shifted a lot of my approach and after reading your two emails i realized i still haven't come quite far enough thanks to you hope that's totally clear now i'm currently work, working with a highly evolved professional in healing in healing what comes into my life that i cause with my negative thoughts and feelings He's going over with me right now. I was on with Tim uh, before, waiting for you right. to get on there. He's going over mm-hmm. with me right now how to get rid of them and could project what I need. I honestly can say that working with him and, in turn, teaching what I know to help others with his tools will heal the planet. Again, I'd like to acknowledge you for being my teacher, Hope, and helping me surface an issue and heal it i look forward to talking to you today i'm currently a guest on on my mentors radio show and i'll be happy to call you when it's over at 2 p.m my time 11 years peace and lesson
4: cool awesome
5: so i noticed
4: there seems to be a change in your breath as you're reading that as you're going through that in what way because I'm just it seemed like there was some there were points where there was some holding of your breath from oh,
5: what I could okay hear. I agree. okay yeah
4: and I'm wondering it, it sounds like the underlying message and I just you know would invite you to think about who might have been your power person, what kind of messages might have been delivered but it sounds like the underlying energy is one of survival did you ever feel okay. like as a kid, like your survival was threatened? You ever felt like in life, in relationships, your th- survival was threatened?
5: Well, I'll tell you, it was all on me to make it happen or not. Okay, T-E-R-E-A-T-E, I'm writing down what you say. I wasn't welcome in my family at all. I shared... Probably shared this before. I they didn't talk to me. They they told okay. me to to get out at eighteen and never come back. They uh, um they you know um if my, my mother said at a age age eleven that if your dad gi- gives you any money, which she liked to do a lot, which I didn't want him to do. I just wanted to be a confident human being. Um, I, she said it's just the loan and you owe him back. So she you know, the way she said it was not loving and I I I I, I did internalize all those messages at eleven. So Right. You know, And so so I figured I didn't know what to think. I didn't know anything. My I think I just shut down I just shut down, you know. And uh I even gave so the money my diff- dad gave me away. So, you know, I I didn't want it. You know, I have I had that going on. And uh, I'm not there anymore. I, I I would gladly receive the gift of money, okay? I never was that way before. I didn't think I deserved any money whatsoever and, or anything because my mother always said, um, you know, um, you can't live in the house that we bought you because, you know, um, whatever, you know. They didn't buy it for me. It was in their name. I can't live there unless I live up to their rules and all this kind of stuff. So... It was constant. It was a constant re- replaying of, uh, I'll find somebody to love me outside of myself. And I didn't think outside of myself then. And then I'll be happy. But I want the love is here now. I have it. I know it. I, I, I mean, it's my passion to know that more than anything in my life. So, you know, I, I worked through a lot of stuff to get to that. But I guess so it, there is still self-survival, and I feel I feel threatened. Yes, I yeah. do feel threatened. Survival here. Yeah. I'm afraid I'll lose yeah. the most beautiful thing in the world, which is being around my daughter, and in the house right. with two acres. Okay, so I can grow my own food. This is just so wonderful. I can't. I can't. Mm. It, it's, it's beyond what I could have dreamt. I could have ever had. Right.
4: So it sounds like perhaps. You know the, the feedback this realtor gave you about the unacceptability of your home, yes, in Phoenix,
5: and the unfortunate was an echo,
4: was kind of an echo of the disapproval okay. from Mom. Does that um, resonate
2: for you? Well,
5: yeah. Well, just your I mean, it's um, got to do Notice your I, whole I'm conversations about I'm not that. desirable. It's unfortunate that. That that, um, that I I'm alive, you know, uh, or or it's uh, on on the, I forgot what I said the words were that they used in that thing that if I could apply it to myself of what I heard about myself growing up, which is. Um, that it's unfortunate, that I am who I am because nobody likes you. And it's on un- and your in and being in our family is undesirable. You know, if that's a location to be in. Yeah. And I never I had to find my own locations. And never found them because I was never could find it in myself. Yeah, true.
4: And notice that and the they were end mis- result misrepresenting
5: of- mis- representing me to everybody that they could talk about. I knew they yeah. were, but
4: so, yes, that just brings that up, yeah. So notice notice where you went back to in, in the issue that you spoke about as a child with your mother, in, in particular, who sounds like was likely your power person, was, yes. you know, you're going to be thrown out of your home.
5: Sure. I you're was not, not allowed to live there.
4: I mean, it just look at the so parallel and keep,
5: the... Keep Yes, yeah, so she just said, um, "I never want to have anything to do with you or your daughter." When she found out I was pregnant, so what am I supposed to do? I don't have any skills. I don't. I'm, uh, you know, um, whatever. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a way to survive at that time growing up. So it,
3: Right. I don't know.
5: So yeah, it's all so, being played.
4: Yeah, so it sounds like there'll be some worksheets around you know, just the the mechanical facts of what's going on in your world with the house out there and not selling. But the deeper issue that I think it's calling for you to really look at and forgive, remove from yourself, is this one of acceptance and having a place to land, home that's safe and secure.
5: Yes, yes, of course. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Where you are today now what's that you're what twenty nine now so you were eleven then, so you know nineteen years later, <laughs> what have you
5: <laughs> is uh
4: is uh, gee, I may not have a place to live it's it's like the, the yes, right in the same ballpark, yeah, and that would be the that unresolved uh, would to say energy complex within you, probably didn't start with you, it's probably a generational thing. Uh, is sure. here now back years later as the underlying dynamic. And as you forgive yeah. that, then okay. that's what's going to open the space for anything to do with that issue to resolve itself internally and externally.
5: Okay. So can you help me with the, 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 so, the sure. worksheet? Sure. Let's. Absolutely. Can I tell you my absolutely. favorite worksheet in the world, because I know you have a lot of worksheets, is the one that talks about uh, David Bohm and... And sustained incoherence and that at the bottom right.
2: and
5: all that. I know some of them don't have that on there.
4: Yes. And yeah, we've gone through a variety of worksheets over the years.
5: Energy. Yes, and fear and hostility being toxic energies that compromise intelligence by drawing me away from my true nature, an indicator of sustained incoherence. Infallible indicator right. of association, pointing to corrupt data at the root. Of the repeating patterns output from my replicate mine, I mean the other the other ones don't have all that in, and I need to read that stuff over and over and over and over again.
2: Right.
4: Yeah, you know, the most current worksheet that we're using has all of that in there.
5: Oh, it does. Okay. I believe so. Okay.
4: In any event, let's just kind of uh, starting out with the acknowledgement, and you've already done a pretty good job of acknowledging. You know who you are. So, the most current work she starts out with I, and then I fill my name in with Who Am Love. So, recognize yourself. Well, I, with will, that use, love.
3: I will
5: use the name then then my first name. I you go, usually go by my middle name to avoid feeling the feelings of the person that I that I tried to run from. Um, so, Susan, I Susan, Who Am Love, and. Experiencing, identify my emotions. Fear of having a safe place to live in, not being kicked out okay. because of lack of so, funds. Okay, I think that was a okay. thought. Yeah. So you you
4: just answered B and C. So fear would be the yes. answer in B, and then C would yes. be here's the thought. So that's the thought behind okay. that. Okay, I
5: got it. I got it. Okay. So D. The truth is, only my thoughts cause my emotional upset. Yes.
3: (laughs) Okay, I believe
5: that. And uh, a separate workup sheet for each thought. So that's my thought. Okay. I use the thoughts I use to cause my emotions one be. So you got that thought. Well, the thought is that i uh of uh, i'm gonna get i'm not gonna make it I'm not right. gonna have a place to live. isn't and'm yeah, okay,
4: put that okay. in, and then there's I don't know if the worksheet you're looking at has the this particular line in it, but okay. my denial and notice that when you say I don't want to feel those feelings that happened, you know indicating cause was around mom. And remember our definition of denial, when I think or speak, as so though something outside of me is the cause of what's moving inside of me, or I think that someone else is the, the reason why I'm using my mind the way I am, then I'm in denial. And in that state of denial, in order to believe that the story I'm telling myself is true, I have to hide the truth. And what we're looking to do with the forgiveness work is to uncover the truth, the uh, the deepest underlying energy beneath that dynamic. So my but I believe that
5: dynamic, place, though, that, that this is my story and I just need to heal it and forgive it and remove it. Yes. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm,
4: I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Well, okay. And, and is there still, like, you know, When you mentioned mom, it sounds like there's still maybe a blame game going on with, well, I I don't use my birth name. I use my middle name because if I use my birth name, I'm going to have to
5: experience those feelings going on with. Right. Well, interestingly, you're not going to resolve until you
4: let yourself be with that.
5: Yeah, I want to be with her, though. I want to be with the the little girl that I run, run from more than I have, okay, Right. which was the one that lived with it. Okay.
4: You're going to have to visit those unresolved feelings, which are just reflections of thoughts that you have. And I don't know yet at this point whether those thoughts are about you or about your mom. But those unresolved thoughts, the unresolved mind and your drowned mom and your relationship. And Notice that one of the things you're feeling threatened about is your relationship with your daughter. There's the parallel. There's the projection. And what this invitation is, is to fully drop into direct, head-on experiencing what it was like to be rejected by
0: mom.
5: I understand it, Whoa. and I have, in my heart, know that that's where she came from, probably. Her, my, her her father committed suicide, hung himself in the basement. She won't ever talk about anything, you know, so yep. I can't yep. even, like, I have no idea what, what happened to her, but I can tell you that it wasn't pretty picture.
4: So, yeah, that's pretty heavy-duty
3: so, stuff.
5: So so she is couldn't know who she was. She repressed all of that. She was the last person in the world would ever talk about anything, you know. So. Uh, and
4: notice that. Notice that. You changed your name in order to avoid what you didn't want to talk about and deal with.
5: Yes, that's true. Yes, I did. I didn't change it. I just used my middle name, which, by the way, right. isn't much better than my first name because my dad's mother, who's my other grandmother. As a severe drug addict who um got beat every time she was around a man she ended up in a in a psychiatric ward all the time and, and with uh an eye her and she'd be hallucinating and tied down and It was just like i don't necessarily want to have my middle name either okay meaning hmm. you know that's not right. you know. What, I, I used to marry. I was married four times, and I used to marry just so that I didn't have to have that last name again. So that's how much I was running from these feelings and stuff, you see. Mm, I mean, I yeah. say it to you, but really who I'm saying it to is me. I really have to Yes, of course. And yeah. yeah. So
4: notice that the conversation you have about mom not wanting to talk about and not wanting to deal with things is really a conversation yes. about you. That's the projection.
5: Okay, thanks. Yes, it is. Okay, I get that. And
4: so probably your most important worksheet at this point
1: is going
4: to be the one that has as its goal the desire for mom's approval acceptance and and, and or, or whatever shade it might be several different worksheets it might be approval it might be acceptance it might just be a loving con the desire the goal for a loving conversation the goal for an embrace a true heartfelt embrace there, there could be many goals that were running in that child of 11 or 17 who just wanted you know acceptance mm-hmm.
3: But I, I, and I, each I agree of,
4: with
5: you 100%. And yet, I did, I, I've come to a peace with knowing I won't get it from her. I have to, right. I have to get, get it from my who I but, am.
4: Right. But that's different than mm-hmm. letting go of the goal. Remember that once you put a goal in the mind, the only way the mind ever removes is lets loose of that goal is by either achieving it or canceling it if yes, if you know you're never going <laughs> I... to get it and you haven't canceled it specifically oh. Oh. then it's still going to run down there somewhere
3: mm-hmm. and it's going okay. to keep
4: producing two things or three things it's going to do when that's happening one mm-hmm. it's going to create an energy within your physiology literally literally on a chemistry level in your body Two, it's going to set up a high energy wave that's going to reach into the world and bring about results that will take you back to that issue again and again and again. And three, it's going to select data from the massive database in your mind to produce a picture that keeps all of that hidden so you don't have to deal with it. And there's where the okay. 77 times 70 worksheets come in that I go in. And I, I, you know, we're we're dealing with what we call the Hydra worksheet. And the Hydra, if you remember, was the mythical creature in Greek mythology yes. that when you cut her head off, a dozen other heads appeared.
5: Yeah.
4: And so my, I if, if that, you're not, and I. I
5: have that I, toy, that dog toy that, of a Hydra uh, sea monster. Oh, really? <laughs> in my <house>. yeah.
4: Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I heard you saying that you were writing down things as you're going. If you haven't uh, really keyed into or made a note of the many goals that are involved in this whole process, I'm going to suggest you go back to the archives and and just sit and identify. Really listen to your own conversation and identify. Make a list of every goal that's tied to this relationship with mom, relationship with dad, relationship with grandmother, desires for grandmother to have been sane, to have been there for you. You know, all of those things that they come into your conversation are related to this whole issue. That's the whole idea of regulatory speech and point in the direction of a myriad of energetic dynamics within yourself represented by your words that need to be resolved in order to let loose of whatever's holding you in the position you're in.
3: I'm I'm hundred percent on board.
4: Awesome. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm I I acknowledge you and admire your willingness for it.
5: Okay, so that's what my job is then.
4: Say that again. I didn't hear you.
5: Oh, that's that's my job. I that's my job. That's my. I have a
1: okay. job.
4: Go for job. it. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: The one the one you get paid most richly for, because you get <laughs> the the one deeper get most, deep in your experience of yourself as love. The one you get paid most richly for that is it deepens yes. your experience of yourself is the truth of who you are.
5: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Of course.
5: That's the that's the thing that I I mainly need okay so I knew I had like to do serious healing calling you and uh, and uh, I don't know if you can help me out work through the rest of the worksheet with that or if that
4: if, absolutely Let, let's go for awesome. it we're on okay. it okay so then Thanks. if there were a punishment thought Oh, what would it okay. be? Um, Down to number one E. So we've done D. We've looked at the thought. Yeah.
1: What did
3: I want to punish?
4: punish? I'm I'm asking you.
5: Um, I'm punishing me to not heal this stuff because it it does not feel good at all.
4: Okay, so that would be the punishment thought for towards self, not healing. Yeah.
5: Not healing, yeah. Okay. Even though I, I want to heal, I'm saying not, but I'm healing before this, not healing before this. Okay. Not healing this before this. Okay. All right. Brian.
1: So, um, so, um, A, I choose to look and then, to Okay. See, I have well, the old
4: Well, right. Uh, let's look, let, let, let's stick with the punishment, first of all, in number 1C. Yes.
0: What's your uh, punishment by, thought toward
4: 1C? Is there one?
5: Uh, by not changing my whatever I need to let go of so that I could be at peace within and without. Even, you know, especially about I'm at peace a lot, but especially about this issue of my house, I'm not so i i am I'm, I'm saying this out loud, and i I guess I need to really breathe and think better because uh, to restore me yeah to, I think the
4: issue the issue yeah. of your house is just what's on the surface, everything okay. else you've talked about right back to mom, grandma, dad, okay. rejection from home is. That's the whole Hydra aspect of it that needs is going to need to ultimately be dealt with. All
5: right. So, um, so, uh, so how I punish myself, um, um, to go there. I to not go there wherever there is that I need to deal hmm Okay. Mm, I can't. I so, find so am I
4: hearing you say that the punishment towards self would be avoiding what it is that I know I need to deal with?
5: Well, that's or not how healing I mean, what I
4: need punish, to heal.
5: That's punishing myself if I were to do that. But I purposely called today to do that, not a, to not a, re, re, avoid it. But yes, I, I got it. You're ready. It. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay.
4: Okay, so I'm willing to process all disease-producing energies as I go through the physical, mental, emotional symptoms of healing. Yes. So just let yourself breathe on that thought and like, I'm willing for, and I get that you are, and now with your breath, take it to a deeper level in your body. I'm willing to go through. All of the symptoms related to this?
5: Yes, 100%. Body, mind, soul, whatever, spirit.
2: Okay. All
5: right.
4: So now we've got a 3A and a B in this worksheet now. So my desire, okay. the constructive right. result, the exact goal. That drives and uncovers my pain is that I want number oh. one C two. Okay. Um, so, what's the goal you're holding?
5: Goal is if this house would sell, then I would be fine.
4: <laughs> Say it, I didn't catch that. Say it again.
5: Oh, I want this house to sell because then I then I'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, I, then, then life is smooth failing and not at least that's that that's the problem is the house if it doesn't sell okay. that's not the problem that's like you said that's that's the but I don't know what you said that was the,
4: that's the symptom that that's, uh, yeah. that's today's external symptom
5: yes yes
4: you know you had you had made mention and brought into the conversation that you've been through four marriages yeah and you notice that whatever the issues were that ended those marriages they were symptoms
5: okay that are
4: all pointing you back to you as the creator what it is that you're unconsciously creating here that keeps coming back to bite you
5: <laughs> it does and and interestingly at this point in my life I don't, I'm so glad it's biting me
4: because yeah, I get your I readiness. I'm, I'm with you.
5: I can't not oh, avoid yeah. this. Right. So I know that it's a, this gift. Is a gift. I know this, it is. Yeah.
4: Yep. Okay, and so the so that I can the second goal in number three is so I want this house to sell so that I can and it sounds like your bottom line of that was accomplish my desires with my daughter be at peace
5: so that I can heal myself you know so I can okay. work through this nice. to heal myself honest to God because it doesn't just okay. come up in the house it comes up with and I, I, I I'm not even successfully keeping a job you know so yeah. okay. okay
4: so then number so, four yeah. Now remember the bottom line of healing is that whatever I'm holding in my unconscious that I am willing to bring forward in the presence of love is going yeah. to dissolve. And yeah. so this step is about making sure that you're tapped into and that your essence love, that active present love is with you in your mind. And of course, yes. you've got a whole listening audience right now that's holding the space for that for you to support
5: you in that. Right, right, right. I have that. I've been uh, going around checking with myself throughout the day: is the condition of love in my mind before I think of anything? Okay. Nice. Yeah.
4: And it and it sounds like your connection with your daughter really inspires that in you,
5: supports I that know. in you being alive. I, I, I tell you, she's she. The love, you know, I she's my baby. <laughs> I love her still. You I see her, and I'm like, oh my God, you're my baby, and she's 45 years old. I don't tell her that. Wait a minute. Wait. I, whoa, whoa, I hear, whoa,
4: whoa, wait. Wait a minute. I thought you were 29.
5: <sighs> <laughs> no, and I'm proudly my age, and proudly her mother. I'm so
4: nice. Nice. So then just really focus in with with really full body breaths. this presence of love. Yeah. And I'm going to read 5A and I just want you to just breathe through it.
3: When upset,
4: my perception, my mind's construct is built out of corrupt data by my goal number three. By canceling that goal, the driver that selects the data that produces my reality, my errant perception, collapses, and I get to drop into the part of my mind that's hidden to, by me, by my pretense that others are responsible for what I've created again.
5: Right.
4: And so in case there's any thought that, you know, maybe the realtors are somehow, you know, there's some energy toward them. If they're the one with the problem, why am I the one with the pain? Right. You're right. And so now, while mm-hmm. holding the mo- love conscious, active and present, uh-huh. I now choose to collapse my mind's lies by willingly canceling my goal for or... my house to sell.
1: Yeah. So, okay. so
4: I said that you didn't so it's your turn.
5: Well, that's the current issue. So that's the one that I'm calling that and anything right. that's under there be healed. I really want to be healed. I know I need to heal. You know, nothing, nothing. I mean, if I heal, so will my house heal. I mean, you know, we're all made up of the same energy, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to cancel that goal?
5: Yes, I cancel the goal.
4: What goal is that? I'm I'm wanting to hear you say it.
5: For my house to sell.
4: Yeah, so with sincerity, like, I mean, really, truly, you're willing to just cancel the goal for it to sell? Yes. Okay. So I'd like to hear you say it with sincerity.
5: I, my, my heart, everything in me wants to cancel everything that, my, but my house in this situation, so that I can heal. You know what? What I really need to heal. Like you said, it's in relationships. It's in jobs. It's you know, it's everywhere. It's not just that. It's because it's me. Something in me. Yeah. I cancel. I'll cancel all of that. I don't think I have a choice because it kind of camps me out anyway, but I'll choose to do it
3: anyway.
4: Okay. So I still haven't heard you say it.
3: Okay. So um.
4: You're dancing around it and holding your breath.
5: No. I cancel my goal for my house to sell.
4: There you go. Breathe into that. Just... Where does your mind go when you do that? Or like when you really do that?
5: I speak to who I truly am, my true nature. And and I, and I would not lie to my true nature.
4: We're down to the last minute. And I'd invite right. you to write those words, those last words down. I would not lie to my true nature. Okay. And let's, you know you've done some worksheets, so I'd go ahead and work with that. But on Monday, let's go back and pick up the worksheet from there.
5: Am I doing a different I worksheet not lie. on My true nature?
4: Well, you may do, my my invitation would be that you might do 100 worksheets this weekend between now and Friday, but let's pick up on I would not lie to my true nature. Let's pick up on that oh. thought and take the worksheet from there.
5: Okay. Um, I'd like okay. to find the same worksheet you're on so that I can follow it. And what is we'll where it is it on your website? Huh? Where is it we'll on your send, website? We'll send it to you. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, love, we've I got, love... I
4: think we've got your phone number. I'll text you a link to it.
5: Okay.
4: Sure. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, the show is going to cut us off. And holding the space for the work you do this weekend to be monumental. And let's see what Monday brings in a new way and a new level of insight. I wouldn't be surprised if you show up with a contract on Monday.